Welcome to the Reasonable Theology Podcast, where we present sound doctrine in plain language. We're here to help you better understand, articulate, and live out the fullness of the Christian faith. And now, here's your host, Clay Craby. Well, thanks for joining us. We are going to be talking with Paul Cox. He's a full-time freelance cartoonist. He's the artist behind the popular Reftoons drawings, where he depicts figures from church history in fun and thought-provoking ways. Additionally, he has several books, including Pilgrim's Progress, A Poetic Journey, as well as a Baptist Catechism, an Illustrated Baptist Catechism. And now he has the Illustrated Westminster Shorter Catechism. You can check out his work at reftoons.com and, of course, on social media. So, Paul, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Now, as we start, could you share a little bit about yourself and your family and how you got into your work as a professional cartoonist? Yeah, so I live in Wisconsin with my wife, Stephanie. We've been married for 16 years, going on 17 in July. Uh, We have four kids, ages 6, 8, 9, and 12. Uh, It's hard to keep those straight. Uh, Yeah, I know know how that goes. (laughs) And so my path to becoming a cartoonist, is that what you want to... Um, yeah. So how did you get into that line of work? So it's a long, (laughs) it's a long process. Uh, and it's a long story. So I'll try to shorten it as, as best I can. Um, so I graduated from college in 2006. Uh, I went to a, a private university, um, that was affiliated with the denomination I was a part of at the time and they had a a good art program. So I went there. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my art. Uh, I just knew I wanted to do art ever since I was a kid. I said, I wanted to be a cartoonist when I grow up. And so I graduated in 2006 with a general art degree. Didn't really know what to do with it, what I could do with it. Um, the, uh, professor, one of my professors was encouraging me not to go the route of being a cartoonist. Um, and so he, he told me that I would be living in a garbage can or living out of a garbage can or a dumpster (laughs) if I went that route. And he, he really wanted to push me towards like, well, the, the, the focus of that art department was really to push out graphic designers and art teachers, um, of which I didn't, really want to be either. Uh, so, so after college, I, uh, I was married. We were married in college. And then, uh, after college, we moved to Wisconsin and I found whatever job I could find to, to support my family at the time, which was working at a deli dog house, making Italian beef sandwiches. Uh, so, <laughs> so that, that moved into, uh, getting a job as a screen printer at a screen print shop, printing t-shirts. And then I finally, in 2009, I landed a, a an actual art job doing technical drawings for uh, scroll saw woodworking patterns. Uh, that lasted about three, three or four months. And then I got laid off from that, from that job because they were, uh, their customer base was dwindling and, they just were going to 
I think they just ended up shutting down the company. Um, so I got laid off, couldn't find any more work. And, uh, so scouring the internet for, on job boards and all that stuff, I came across Craigslist and I saw that they had this little section called creative gigs. And I was like, what's that? <laughs> so I clicked on it. There are all kinds of jobs for like freelance illustration, freelance art, all kinds of different things. And this kind of opened up a world of, of possibilities and opportunities for me to uh, explore. So I ended up landing a few, a few jobs through Craigslist, actually, uh, just doing freelance illustration from home. And I've been able to build that up. I no longer work through Craigslist, <laughs> but I have uh, some clients that I work for. As, as a cartoonist, uh, doing what I love, and I've been doing that for about 12 years now, working full-time freelance That's great to hear. So you do a variety of things as, <clears throat> as a cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you know those who will be watching this are going to be most familiar with your work in with RefTunes. So how would you describe what RefTunes is, and how did, how did it begin to be kind of its, its own thing that you were focused on? Yeah, so um, with RefTunes, I kind of, so I was going through a crisis of theology, you, would, you might say. Mm. Um, so my, my theology was shifting into more Calvinistic Reformed, and I didn't want to um, just keep it to myself. I thought, like, all these old dead guys that I'm reading, they have such rich stuff that uh, everybody needs to be reading it. <laughs> so so I, I, I had yeah. this idea of, of kind of merging my love of theology and my love of comics and um, kind of sharing what I'm learning through this process of uh, my theological shift. Um and so Reftunes, I actually had the idea for it like one or two years before before I started. I started in 2017. Um, was the first first post I posted on Facebook. Yeah, but like I had the idea a couple of years before that, and just kind of tossed it around in my head. Did a couple sketches, and I wasn't sure what to do with it, and uh, decided in 2017 just to to go for it um and so i had done a few other side side projects aside from my freelancing work i i had like my own personal comics like uh probably the more popular one was dad versus nature which was about my adventures in fatherhood so i had previously already been trying to, to put out some comic strips out there and um this idea for reftoons um, just kind of merged that that love of doing the comic strips plus the added benefit of sharing uh, solid biblical foundations. <clears throat> Do you remember, was there a particular post uh, that you put out there, or was it right from the start that you realized that this kind of really resonated with people online? Um, yeah, I think... 
So the very first two Reftunes comics were a little more comedic in nature. Uh, and so it wasn't, it wasn't really like the, the serious in-depth stuff that, um, that you see from me now. Uh, but it was more like the first one was a, a just a joke about Martin Luther pounding on the, the door of Wittenberg with, with his nail and hammer and then a line of kids behind him trick or treating. Um, and then the next one was Charles Spurgeon and his pancake breakfast. Uh, but the, the, the one after that was, was sure. Yep. Wh- where I started getting into uh, a more serious subject matter, which was, uh, John Owen with a bunch of fresh graves burying his, his, uh, his, his sins, basically, uh, mortifying the, mortifying his mm-hmm. sin. And the quote was, uh, kill sin or sin will be kill- or it will be killing you. And then I think that kind of, there was a sh- kind of a shift in, in, uh, <clears throat> the direction. Uh, that I wanted to go with Reftunes. And I, I feel like that one really, like, I saw the, the reactions to that one. And, uh, and, uh, I just, I just felt like I needed to go a little more serious and less joking, although I still throw in some more joking. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, just to, to share, share that deep theology. Um, it's, it's, it can be very deep, and I think using these images, these comic images, kind of help help bring it, bring it to life. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned a little bit that this you went through this theological shift that kind of coincided with the birth of Reftunes, and and you're often drawing these figures from church history, Calvin and and Spurgeon and Luther and a number of Puritans and others. So what what draws you personally to these men, and how have you benefi- benefited from the work of these reformers and these pastors and, and Puritans and other theologians? Yeah, so I guess what draws me to them is their, their theology and how they articulate the doctrines of the faith. Um. It really helps just the way that they they write and the way the depth of, of how they write about um, uh, the doctrines found in scripture is almost like they're it's like they're just mining for gold and presenting the jewels <laughs> for for us to to see and um, so I, I guess it really draws me into the scriptures and pushes me pushes me to mine each passage for the riches that are contained in them. So what is, what does the process look like for you? Are you, uh, you know, reading these works and, and then when you highlight something, you're, you're thinking in terms of uh, what you can illustrate and cartoons you can make. How do you, how do you come up with the ideas for what it is you're going to draw? Yeah, I, a lot of what I draw is based on what I'm reading at the time. So if you see, if you see like a, a lot of, uh, JC Ryle in, in like one month, <laughs> then I'm probably reading a lot of JC Ryle at that time or same with Spurgeon. Um, 
But so a lot of it comes from like things that I'm reading and I'll underline quotes as I'm reading and think, Oh, that might make a good tune. Uh, that would be a good truth to, to, uh, illustrate. Um, and other times I just, I just scour the interwebs looking for, um, quotes that, uh, that may work well as an illustration. And then I, I have to try to make sure I vet each quote, make sure it's actual, actually, it was actually quoted by the person that actually they're saying is, yeah. So that's, yeah, a lot lot of things attributed to dispersion out there. (laughs) I know. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I had to go back and put on one of my Spurgeon ones. It was, I, I actually wrote commonly attributed to Spurgeon because I couldn't actually find where it was. Um, so yeah, that takes, that takes a lot more work than just re- picking up one of these guys' books and reading through it because you know where it's coming from then. But, uh, finding quotes online is, can be pretty hazardous sometimes. Now, uh, I've seen some of the videos that you've put on Instagram where you're kind of showing yourself drawing these things on screen live. Are you, are you purely a digital cartoonist or are you sketching these things out on a notebook first to get your ideas down or how does that, look for you? I do both. So uh, when I first started, all of the tunes were drawn on paper, inked on paper, and um, colored on paper. Well, actually, I take that back. The first ones weren't colored on paper. It was after I got some special markers that I started coloring some. But it was, excuse me, it was kind of a break from my full-time freelance work where I am completely digital all the time for everything I do for, for my freelance work. So RefTunes, when I started, it was kind of a break from, uh, being digital all the time and staring at a screen all the time. So it was was nice to get that raw material paper and pen and pencil and just draw on that. But, uh, then I kind of morphed into, doing both so digital and traditional so it just depends on it really depends on how i'm feeling at the time if i want to uh if i if i think i can draw something uh without having to sketch too much then i'll do it on the paper because erasing takes takes a lot out of the paper and takes a lot out of drawing so um with with digital i can just do layers and remove the layers. <laughs> so, yeah, I do both. And are there like, are there a number of drafts that happen between your first idea to kind of a finished cartoon? Yeah, I have sketchbooks full of, like, first, second, third drafts of, of some of the early comics. And um, even when I'm sketching on the computer, um, I'll go through a, a rough draft, change it and then I'll um, maybe scrap the whole thing, try a different layout, uh, different things like that. So yeah, there's a number of, of changes and revisions that go on throughout the whole process. I start, I start with a very rough sketch that's basically just shapes, um, scribbled shapes. (laughs) And then I slowly add the detail as I, um, 
as I get it to where I want it to be as far as composition goes and things like that. <clears throat> so of all the people that you draw, and again, uh, those that are familiar with you know, following you on Instagram or anything else, you, you draw lots of different people, a lot of reformers, a lot of Puritans. Do you have uh, a figure that's the most fun to draw that you really enjoy and kind of come back to again and again? Uh, yes, and it is Charles Spurgeon. <laughs> oh, right. uh, he's definitely my <laughs> I figured my... that was going to be the answer. <laughs> right. He's definitely my favorite to draw. He has probably some of the most illustratable quotes. Uh, he's funny, he's insightful, and he's a hard edge when he needs to be. Um, he, uh, he also is one of those preachers who kind of, uh, fills, not fills the gaps, but like bridges the gaps between all different denominations. <laughs> um, and so he's kind of a, like a lot of people use him and they don't realize he's Calvinist and, uh, all that, <laughs> but he's, uh, he's very illustratable and I especially love his, uh, John Plowman's pictures books, which is, mm, yeah. I think they're subtitled plain talk or plain speech for plain folk or something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I was just introducing that to, uh, to my kids the other day and they got to kick oh, out of some of those and very, uh, yeah, it's very humorous and, and very vivid illustrations. <laughs> right. It's almost like Aesop's fables a little bit. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yep. Yeah. With the moral, moral lessons in there and, uh, some, mm -hmm. some good sketches. Yeah. He's got John Plowman's talk and then John Plowman's pictures are both, right. Both worth checking out if people aren't familiar with those. Mm -hmm. So you've got, Ref tunes, and uh, as you said, it started at least right out the gate of being probably leaning more towards the fun and funny side, and now you try to give it uh, enough attention to kind of not not serious that they're not fun, but you're you're giving some some deeper truths in these good quotes and and illustrating concepts. Uh, what value do you see in merging sound theology with fun and humor? particularly in this social media age that we live in. Right. I, th I, I really think that um, humor and comics, especially uh, they're, they're a little bit satirical in nature, like uh, using satire. And uh, I feel like that really brings out the truth in a lot of things because it contrasts like something so exaggerated um, with, uh, what the truth, truth is. And, um, I don't know if I explained that <laughs> understandably or not, but I, I, I just, I, I think that, that comics and, um, illustrations juxtaposed with words, especially really helps drive the, the concept behind what is trying to be said in the words. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm a very visual person. So, uh, for me personally, it helps me understand concepts better when I have imagery to go along with it. Yeah. 
If you enjoy the sermons and written works of C.H. Spurgeon, I encourage you to check out the all-new chspurgeon.com. Here you'll find free, unabridged sermon audio delivered with the dynamic of live preaching, articles written by and about the Prince of Preachers, a chronological bibliography of all his books, and much more. This will be a growing library of Spurgeon-related resources to help you in your walk with the Lord. So check it out at chspurgeon.com. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's great. Um, one, they're eye-catching. So if people are scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or whatever and come across this, I think it's going to uh, stop them a little bit longer than just, you know, a quote on a nature background or something. And mm-hmm. I think these are wonderful ways to introduce people to some really solid names that they ought to know. They ought to be uh, familiar with, if not regular reading, Thomas Watson, for example, or or Calvin or Zwingli or whoever else. And, and I think it's just a wonderful merging of uh, just the, the fun of a comic and really introducing these, these sound theological uh, writers and pastors and theologians as well as the concepts that they teach. So it, it seems to be yeah. a really good merging of both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> now, one of the things that you have... Um, I want to talk about your catechism books, but could you uh, talk a little bit about your your Pilgrim's Progress book that you have? Yeah, definitely. Uh, So my wife and I rewrote The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan as a uh, rhyming poem for kids. Mm. And I I illustrated it as a children's book, like a children's picture book. So um, each each page kind of has like a a four-line stanza or rhyme i don't i don't know what the proper word is for for that stanza maybe uh each each page has a four line uh stanza and it it rhymes and it goes through a very condensed story i think it's about 42 pages or 44 pages um <clears throat> so it's very condensed but uh we re- we we rewrote it and it's available through H&E Publishing um, and also through Reftunes.com. Excellent. Yeah, so definitely worth checking out. Um, those who would be uh, drawn to your cartoons and figures like Spurgeon and, and everybody else will obviously probably have a, a soft spot in their heart for Pilgrim's Progress. Mm-hmm. and and having a means to introduce that to our kids in, in a way where they can grasp the the core elements of the story and keep it fun. And, and you know, you go from that, and then you can go to, like, that The Dangerous Journey, uh, which is mm-hmm. a, a really, really solid uh, picture format. Some creepy pictures in there, by the way. So maybe oh. not with little, little kids. <laughs> and, and then, uh, and then you know, introducing the, the full thing. I think that's just a really neat way to get to keep that uh, that classic story at the forefront and even in our young kids too. So, yeah. Uh, so you have these catechism books as well. Um, mm-hmm. for those, you know, joining in our conversation here on familiar catechism is just a way of, of teaching theological truths through questions and answers. So you have the, the Baptist catechism and now you've got coming out the Westminster shorter catechism. So could you talk a little bit about what drew you, to even to uh, to start these projects and how they could benefit parents using them. Yeah, so 
I, I love catechisms. I think they're super important for kids and adults um, coming into yeah. understand theology a little more than I had growing up. I mean, catechisms were very useful to me because it kind of uh, brought out the basic doctrines of the Bible in question and answer format um, that was easily understandable and kind of systematic. It just went through like, who is God? Um, who are we in relation to God? What is sin? And all this, just build all the, all the doctrines building on each other. Um, and it was, it's, it's very important. Um, it was very important for me to, to understand, um, deeper theology. And so I've illustrated two catechisms, the Baptist and the Westminster catechism. Um, they're both very similar, so I was I was actually able to use a lot of the same imagery uh, for for both of them, but some of the imagery is very different. Um, uh, just because the Westminster is geared toward um, Presbyterian, uh, the Baptist is obviously mm-hmm. geared towards Baptists, um, and they each have their own differing theological views when it comes to baptism and, uh, and some of the other things. Um, Westminster has 107 questions. The Baptist Catechism has 114 questions. So uh, there's a little difference there. Um, so I wanted to see more solid um, theological material for, for children I hadn't seen much of it out there, and I hadn't really seen any illustrated catechisms. Um, mm-hmm. Although after I started these, I did find that I think in the 60s or 70s, maybe 80s, one of those years, uh, there was a guy named Vic Lockman who uh, illustrated the Westminster Shorter Catechism, and he did it in comic strip form. Uh which was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> so, so yeah, I, I just wanted to see something out there. And these are both in the public domain. They were written in the 1600s. So there's no, there was no copyright I needed to get for them. So I was able to just uh, find the original, some of the original texts, uh, put them into uh, this, this format and, and illustrate them. Uh, and so I, I decided to go the self-publishing route just to get them out there. And so now they're available through reftoons.com. Right now I'm actually doing a pre-order for the Westminster. The Baptist is already done and, uh, printed. I have one, one second. Right here, Baptist Catechism. Well, it's backwards on my screen, but... <clears throat> and it's hardcover, and the uh, Westminster is going to be just like this, except with different cover, different different look on the inside. Um, so that the Westminster is available for pre-order right now uh, through Reftoons.com, and those pre-orders will help us determine how many books to get and um, help us to be mm-hmm. able to pay for the printing. 
Excellent. Yeah. I encourage people to check those out. I actually need to pick up. We're doing uh, the Baptist Catechism in our house and have been for, for many weeks now through uh, what we do at, at our church and encouraging that during the week. Uh, so I still need to pick up my Baptist Catechism uh, and just having seen the, the kind of the preview images there is really helpful to have a visual. Um, I think especially for kids to have a visual to go along with the answer, because sometimes the answers you were mentioned, it was written in the 1600s. So as valuable as right. it is, sometimes the answer is <laughs> a little bit unwieldy. <laughs> yeah. So well, having I, that visual I, can be a really big help. Yeah. And I kept the old English in there because I didn't want to, I didn't want to mess with trying to translate the old English into modern English. And, uh, yeah. So I just kept it, kept it the same. So it's, it's pretty meaty. <laughs> yeah. And, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. A catechism is a great thing. Uh, it's unfortunate that it's, it's often an unknown tool in people's mm-hmm. arsenal, particularly, uh, parents, but, um, it, it seems with some things it's maybe getting a bit of a resurgence and that's a great thing. So it's nice to have a couple of tools like this to help people in that and maybe help things go a little bit smoothly and add this element of fun to it as well. I think that's a win all the way around. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so what do, you, what do you enjoy most about your, about your ref tunes work? What do I enjoy most? Hmm. I really enjoy um, digging into uh, all the old theological material um, I really enjoy wrestling uh, with the questions that come up as I'm reading, uh, questions that I would have probably never known to, to ask um, or ask, ask the, the scriptures even, <laughs> you know, as you're reading scripture, you should, you should ask, ask questions, who, what, where, when, why, things like that. But uh, there's other questions like about, about different doctrines and theology. Like recently I've, uh, been asking questions and about uh, the second commandment, for example. Um, a lot of there's a lot of different differing views that I found out when I came into the reformed world. Uh, there's a lot of differing yeah. views on on what constitutes a second commandment violation um, and things like that. So. Uh, it, reading a lot of these old Puritans and things, they answer some of these questions um, with with their interpretations, and uh, it's it's good to learn from from the past and 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 challenge different ideas that may have been formed in your head through uh, through, I don't know, I want to say American Christianity. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah. Commercialized Christianity. Um, but, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I just really enjoy digging into the old theological material. I think it's so rich. Um, and also another thing I enjoy about my work with RevTunes is that uh, last year, Stephanie and I were able to start taking RevTunes to conferences, setting up a booth at conferences. And uh, through doing that, we've been able to to, to uh, meet a lot of the people that we've interacted with online through like through our live 
uh, live drawing videos and things like that. And it's just been really fun to, uh, to put faces to, to the different people that we interact with online. Um, so that's been fun. No, it's great. I've, I've seen, you know, especially on your Instagram where you've drawn some modern day people as well. And you know, RC Sproul's already passed. Um, but you've got some with him. Uh, I was, I was watching one where you were kind of live drawn. I had just skipped ahead in it and about 10 strokes into the thing, I knew it was Steve Lawson. Um, <laughs> have you had any interaction with any of the, the living people that you've drawn or have you, have you, has a word got back to you at all, whether they're, uh, uh, flattered and enjoyed it or ha- have you not <laughs> had a chance to hear back from anybody that you've drawn? Yeah, I've, I've heard from a, a few people. I actually got to, uh, I've, I've been able to gift some of my original drawings of some of these people. So hmm. I did, I did, I did a quote from Tom Askell and I was able to gift him the original art of that. And, uh, he seemed to enjoy it. Um, and then James White, I was able to gift him one, one that I did of him and Jeff Durbin. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And I've heard, I've heard from, from other people I've heard from, I, I did one of bad Vody <laughs> where he, he turned into like a Hulk. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I heard heard from Vody that he he enjoyed that one. So <laughs> excellent. Uh, I don't know if you could say it's hot off the press quite yet, since you're still doing pre-orders on the Westminster. So I know that project is is really uh, really fresh and recent. But do you have anything in mind? Anything on the horizon that you're you're hoping to do uh, when you get the opportunity? Yeah. Well, so I'd like to continue doing just the. I, I call them daily RefTunes posts, but I really don't do any new ones every day. I do I do a new single panel RefTune maybe once once a month, twice a month. Uh, sometimes not even, just depending on my schedule. Uh, but there are uh, there are a few a few other projects I'd like to do. Uh, I'd like to do some graphic novels, possibly based on uh, uh, people from church history or even just um, based on concepts. Like I, I had this idea for a graphic novel based on uh, John Owen's The Mortification of Sin, but I would turn that mm-hmm. into more of like a story form uh, rather than a, a teaching uh teaching story. I don't know how to describe that, but uh, it would be more of like a, like a fictional story um, based on John Owen's mortification of sin. Uh, so things like that. And just getting back into the, the single panel comic strips. Very cool. Uh, now where should folks go to learn more about you and your work and, and check out some of these cartoons? You can go to reftunes.com or you can find me on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I'm also on all the alternative um, social medias. So that would be like Gab, Getter, Parlor, anything else. <laughs> I try to try to grab the Reftunes name. All the each places. One. Each, each one that comes up just in case. <laughs> So, yeah, you don't want anybody yeah. squatting on the RefTunes name or something. <laughs> right. So, 
Well, excellent. Well, uh, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Uh, our guest has been Paul Cox of RefTunes. I encourage everyone to check out RefTunes.com and uh, especially commend checking out the Illustrated Baptist Catechism and the Illustrated Westminster Shorter Catechism that's coming out soon. So get your pre-orders in. And Paul, can't thank you enough for joining us. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Thanks for listening to the Reasonable Theology Podcast. Be sure to visit reasonabletheology.org for more helpful resources on understanding, articulating, and living out the Christian faith. In addition to the show notes for this episode, you'll find articles, videos, book reviews, and much more. That's reasonabletheology.org. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoy the Reasonable Theology podcast, go to reasonabletheology.org slash subscribe and get the weekly email. Each week I send out the latest article or podcast episode, and each email also includes a helpful definition to expand your theological vocabulary, a beautiful painting depicting a scene from scripture or church history, a musical selection to enrich your day, as well as the best book deal I've found that week to add trusted resources to your library. Try it out at reasonabletheology.org slash subscribe.